0: Non recourse loan work for your IRA. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, we're going to be chatting about the non recourse loan, what you should be looking for in documents, how it works, and why it is so imperative that the loan be non recourse when you're using an IRA or 401k to make an investment. So let's start at the top. What's a non recourse loan? So just from a big picture standpoint non-recourse loan essentially means a loan you do not personally guarantee okay so if you go and go get a traditional mortgage by home that is going to be a recourse loan meaning if you do not pay the required interest on the loan the bank or the lender could foreclose on the property and they can take the property back and if there's not enough equity in the asset they can actually go after you personally since you've personally signed for the mortgage. Now, of course, if you're the lender, you want the borrower to personally guarantee a loan, right? You have now two layers of protection. You have the underlying asset as one source of collateral. And if that isn't sufficient, the second layer, of course, is the person who you can then go after and take their cash or retirement accounts or other potential assets, maybe not retirement accounts, depending on their state, But maybe they have investment properties or cash in the bank or uh, something else that they own, a car that may have value that you could then use to repay that loan. And that's what happened back in 08. A lot of these subprime mortgages, uh, people didn't even realize, but they were recourse mortgages. And uh, a lot of people have to declare bankruptcy because they got stuck with underperforming assets with too much leverage and they couldn't pay the loan back. So... That is essentially from a residential standpoint, almost all residential loans are, are personal guarantees. From commercial, before 08, most of the commercial loans were not recourse. So you're buying an office building, a retail, a strip center, a lot of loans are not recourse. That changed after 08, 09, and now uh, most of the loans are recourse, uh, but because the asset appreciation and underlying real estate has accelerated over the last 10, 12 years, Especially during COVID, there hasn't been any issue with um, finance because people have been able to refinance, interest rates have been low. So, if people needed cash. They, they were able to refinance because the equity, the real estate has appreciated because of the asset value appreciation of real estate. So, they bought an asset at a price, it went up, interest rates stayed low. So, they were able to pull cash out and gave them more equity. Handle potential underperforming assets. That's not the case right now. Obviously, interest rates are high. Um, if you have an adjustable interest rate loan, that's, you know, could be an issue in the next year or so, depending on when that rate adjusts, when it sets, and, you know, where interest rates are at that time. But from a non recourse loan standpoint, most investment loans in real estate are, are recourse, right? It's, it's harder to get a non recourse loan. But in an IRA of 401k, the loan must be non recourse. That's not my rule. That's the tax code rule based off 4975 C1B that essentially says you cannot personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA. And since your IRA would be the borrower of the loan, Adam Bergman cannot personally guarantee the obligation of Adam Bergman's IRA. I just can't do it. I want to. I would love to do it. Can't. Why? Because Congress, IRS doesn't want people um, basically guaranteeing their IRA. And if the loan goes bad, the IRA gets taken and they just lose their life savings and their nest egg and and their retirement so they wanted to protect us from ourselves because some of us sometimes make bad decisions so we cannot personally guarantee it which means we have to use a non-recourse loan which is possible there's six or seven lenders that we work with that specialize in non-recourse loans but there's a couple wrinkles to consider number one you're gonna have to put more equity down at least 30 to 35 percent. why because the lender's taking more risk and if they're taking more risk they want to make sure that there's enough equity in the underlying asset so you're not going to be able to get a non-recourse loan unless you're a super super wealthy person with a great um you know, track record with a lender under 35 30 you're not going to get a non-recourse loan, especially in the retirement world number two there's certain states that these non-recourse lenders will not lend to states that have very strong tenant rights why because let's say you have a tenant in there that's not paying rent okay now you want to foreclose on that person right you need to, you need to get them out of there the problem is if the states like vermont or new york or california make it very hard to foreclose guess what? You're stuck with that person who's stuck in your property that may cost you a lot of money. Okay. And time. And no lender wants to deal with that. So there are certain states that the non-recourse lender won't lend to. Like I mentioned, some, some of the i don't want to say blue states but it's states that have more strong tenant rights okay uh like the new York, vermont's california um where um you may not be able to get a non-recourse loan just because the lender is taking too much risk you're not personally guaranteeing it and then if there's an issue with the property it's very tough to um, evict a tenant uh, or take possession of that asset foreclose on an asset which then makes their job super uh, difficult and then obviously increases the level of risk. And for a lot of lenders, that's a level that's just too high for them to accept. So that's another wrinkle. Uh, And then the third is is the tax known as unrelated business income tax or UBIT. And this is a tax imposed on IRAs. There is an exemption for 401ks who use leverage to acquire real estate or use leverage to buy an asset. So if an IRA has 100K and then borrows 100K from a third party non-recourse lender, that's 200K, they buy the asset. Now let's say there's $20,000 of net income after expenses, depreciation and the like, 50% of that 20K, which equals the debt portion, would be subject to this UBIT tax, which follows the trust tax rates and goes high as 37% in 2023. And that 37% is at a very, very low threshold, approximately 15K. And um, obviously that's not ideal. Now, if you're able to use a 401K, There's an exemption if the 401k acquires real estate directly and uses a non-recourse loan. There's an exemption under Internal Revenue Code Section 514 C9 that exempts the 401k from UBIT. Unfortunately, that does not apply um, to IRAs. So that's just another wrinkle on top of the fact that you got to put down 30, minimum 30%. And then on top of that, certain states the lenders aren't going to lend to if the real estate is in that state. If the uh, state has um, Extremely, extremely strong tenant um rights so, or, or it's just very difficult foreclosure process so that's just a, another layer that just goes in to the process of securing a non-recourse loan so essentially from a document standpoint the only difference is you're just not personally guaranteeing it right so the documentation on the closing is kind of the same most loan documents are kind of look the same you just got to make sure that it, there's no um, wording in there that you have to personally guarantee it. Now, every loan document is going to have uh, a bad actor clause, right? If you do something related to fraud, that they can go after you personally. And that that's okay. That's not going to trigger uh, the non-recourse loans just because you're not going to be able to get a loan, you're not going to be able to open a bank account or a broker's account without those bad boy um, or bad actor clauses in. So that's something that just um, has to be accepted because... Um, that's obviously not in the ordinary course of business. If you commit fraud, obviously they can pursue uh, legal remedy against you um, and potentially even personally um, if it's in those uh, fraudulent instances. So because it's not in the ordinary course of the loan with the retirement account, it's understood that you know, those provisions can remain in the document. But you just got to watch out and talk to your, your attorney, your, your title person, your Real estate uh, professional, make sure that it's um, there's no documentation in there, especially when you're using an IRA or 401k, where you, as the IRA owner, Adam Bergman, has to personally guarantee that if there is a default or some type of liability, that I'm on the hook for it. So that's just something to work out uh, with your tax professional, your advisors, just make sure it's clear. Your lender uh, as well, make sure you have clear um, understanding from the lender. This is a non-recourse loan. Obviously, you you definitely want to ask for evidence in that and the documentation that outside of a bad actor type of situation, they can't go after you um, personally. So that's kind of how the non recourse loan works uh, versus the recourse loan. Um, I hope I went through some of the layers that need to be uncovered um, and addressed before getting a non recourse loan. And ultimately, talked about the differences between an IRA and a 401k acquired a non recourse loan to acquire real estate and then some of the matters and um, elements that uh, should be uh, examined before actually signing the loan documents, um, just obviously confirming with the lender and your tax, your uh, real estate advisors that this is a non-recourse loan. And a lot of lenders just don't understand the tax code clearly, so they just don't get it. They're like, well, you have to be, has to be a recourse loan and you have to explain that, no, no, it's not me, it's the tax code. And, and the only way I can get this do- deal done is if the loan is non-recourse. It's just not negotiable. It's in the tax code. It's written in black and white. Can't change it. And once they hear that, sometimes there's um, opportunities to uh, navigate that. If not, if you're a client of IRA Financial, we work with a number of really good non-recourse lenders. Now you will pay um, a few points higher, right? Just because the lender's taking more risk. It's, it's to be expected. You have to take, um, obviously put more money down, at least 30, in some cases, 40% down. Depending on the real estate, where it will be located, what state may or may not be an option to get a non-recourse loan. And ultimately, you're going to pay a higher interest rate on the loan just because there is a greater level of risk that's born um, on the shoulders of the lender uh, versus a, a recourse loan where not only can they go after the asset, but they can go after you if you fail to pay them, which gives them clearly more comfort. Because um, when you Lend some of money. You're going to get a personal financial statement. They're going to do a background check, credit check. So they'll give, uh, they'll have more comfort that even if the asset drops in value and you stop paying the mortgage, you have enough money potentially to at least, um, you know, cover some, some of the lost value. So that's it. Um, it's not super hard to get now with higher interest rates. It's just more painful to pay those higher interest rates. But you know, most IRA investors understand. Gonna have to put 30 to 40 percent down. Now, if you can get away with less, then go for it, right? I have some clients that are very tight with some non-recourse hard money loaners, they're just very tight in the hard money lending business, and they know friends and colleagues that will lend them literally hard money loans on recourse with two percent down. God bless you. Not everyone has those relationships. I don't, I wish I didn't, but some do, and, and then obviously getting into a solo K makes it even more tax advantageous because. You can super leverage up that asset, not pay the UBIT tax. And obviously, if you're putting down 2% versus 40%, you're going to buy a lot more real estate with your money. So that's the play. That's strategy. It's just not as easy to implement um, for some folks who, who just uh, don't have those relationships and, and are going to need to work with non-recourse lenders that require you know, at least 30 to 40% down. So hope you guys enjoyed today's um, podcast. Uh, it's a fun one. I get a lot of questions about non-recourse loans. So I was like, I know I've I've done a bunch of blogs, podcasts and videos on it, but I was like, this is a good time to do another one. Um, Just quick refresher. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Appreciate it. If you uh, have comments, leave them. I will get back to you. I promise Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. I think you'll enjoy the channel. Um, We drop three to four videos a week. I do a YouTube live that generally drops every Wednesday at noon. Um, You get notified and three podcasts that you can watch or you can listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. So appreciate it. Have an amazing, amazing day and uh, talk to everyone again next week.